Freedom doesn't begin a year in. It doesn't begin five years in. It doesn't begin five days in. It's got to start on day one. Freedom from porn has to be your starting point. It can't be your ending point. Welcome to the Matt Droguette Show, where our mission is to see emotionally healthy humans go viral. Now, let's face it. We all want to live as the most authentic, created expression of ourselves that we were made to be, but we can't do that if we're coping with porn or self-sabotaging our potential. So my goal in this podcast is to get you the answers you need so you can live the life you want. Please subscribe and enjoy. I want to make an episode right now about the biggest mistakes that I made when I tried to quit porn. See, and if you guys are wondering um, why the quality of this audio might not be the best in the world, you're on the road with me. Don't worry, mom, I'm hands free. But I want to talk about, yeah, the biggest mistakes that I made when I tried to quit porn. And hopefully this podcast can serve you to not make the same mistakes that I did. Because right now, um, we're building a home. Well, renovating. We bought a complete trash hole of a property um, here in Hawaii, and I've been gutting it, renovating it, um, either by myself or with people, and it's been a ton of fun, a lot of growing and learning curves along the way, and there's so many mistakes that I've made, you know, like, and I was just thinking, I'm just actually driving back from the house right now, and I started thinking to myself, man, I would do so many things differently, you know, if I had known you know, for the next home maybe that we build or the next place that we get down the line. I'm like, there's so many mistakes that I'm making and I'm like, I guarantee, you know, some entrepreneurs or some real estate dudes are looking at me being like classic, like rookie mistake. And there's been some clutch people that are giving me like life-saving advice for this renovation um, that has really, really saved me, like saved me so much money, saved me so much time and heartache. And there's been some people that have been able to make me, help me make like really clutch decisions, but inevitably, you know, experience and not having uh, good outcomes is sometimes the best teacher. We learn a lot more from our failures than we do our successes because just it imprints a lot more. So that being said, I've just learned so many things about failure with this renovation. And I'm thinking I'll do so many things better next time. And it just had me wondering, you know, about you guys. And man, like looking back like 10, 11 years ago when I, when I quit porn and thinking to myself, dang, like what were the mistakes that I made? You know, what were some of the things that I wish like, oh crap, like looking back, yep, rookie mistake, Matt, classic that you did that. And, and how I could have saved myself so much time, so much heartache, so much um, just frustration mentally, internally. And so I want this episode to bring you a ton of value. So we'll just jump in right now. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I tried to quit porn is that I made it about the behavior, okay? And this might sound redundant or like, hey, Matt, we've heard you say this before or I've understood this, but the truth is, is the porn is not a behavioral problem at the end of the day. It absolutely cannot be because you don't go when you're happy and you're excited. You go when you're lowly. And I never made that connection. I didn't understand that it was my emotions that drew me to porn, okay? Every single time over and over and over again. It was my negative state. It was my lowly state. And if we can solve the lowly negative state, you can solve the porn problem. That's the first mistake that I made when I tried to, you know, quit porn. And because of that, I constantly rewarded myself when I had a streak. You know, I was like seven days strong, eight days strong, 12 days, you know, 22 days strong, three months strong. And then I would completely negate you know, and just be in so much frustration and turmoil. If I ever did, you know, slip up, go back to porn, I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm back to the beginning again. So another mistake that I made is that I equated my behavior to my identity. 
I said that if I have good behavior, I'm a good boy. But if I have bad behavior, I'm a bad boy. And that's just the opposite of the gospel. You look at Jesus and how he interacts with people, women, men, you know, Matthew, the tax collector, like the woman caught in adultery, like every single one of them, he gave identity to them of forgiveness, of grace, of compassion, of kindness, of salvation, which means saved, healed, delivered, and set free in the Greek even before they had better behavior. And so I didn't understand that true behavioral change is an identity change. And I thought I'm porn free if it's been three weeks, but I'm not porn free if it's been two days. And one of the strategies that I use, and I want to give this to you guys right now with every single guy, we help quit porn inside of our recovery programs is that I teach them to separate their behavior from their identity. This is like one of the biggest changes is that the moment that you can say, Hey, I'm free from porn. If I got two guys, one guy says, I'm trying to quit porn. And the other guy says, I don't watch porn at all. Who's more likely to watch porn? It's the first dude, the one who identifies with the struggle. And so when you identify with the struggle, you perpetuate it. You actually create a Grand Canyon, a gap and a dissonance between where you are and where you want to be. And so the more you say, I'm trying to quit porn, the more you are going to perpetually struggle because that statement in and of itself is an identification with I am stuck. It's an identification with the addiction, with the issue. And so one shift I help guys make is like, hey, you know what? You do not need to try and acquire your freedom. Jesus already did that. What you and I need to do relentlessly is steward that freedom. One of our coaches inside of our program, Caleb, um, one of my dearest friends, I actually helped help him quit porn and coach him personally years and years ago, like three, four years ago when we first started this program. And he was one of my original clients. And what he always teaches our people, I should probably have him on a podcast, honestly, he dropped fire for you guys, is uh, he always says is that he's like, freedom is like a tree. You know, Jesus gave us the tree fully as is, but if we neglect that tree, it won't bear fruit. It'll actually dwindle and die because trees are in a perpetual state of growth or decay. They're either living or they're dying. And in the same way, he said, Jesus gave you your freedom. Now you got to wonder what are you doing to steward it? What are you doing to cultivate it, to grow it, to protect it, to honor the freedom that Jesus gave you? How are you stewarding the gift of freedom that you've been given? And I didn't understand that. I didn't understand stewardship. This, another mistake that I made, I'm just kind of firing from the hip with you guys right now, is that I blame the devil. And the problem with that is that it voids you of ownership and responsibility. And the only way that you can overcome this is by taking ownership and responsibility. So with any change that we want in our life, if we're dissatisfied, you have to ask yourself because you can be angry about all of your problems or you can partner to be a part of the solution. It takes the same amount of energy to be angry about your problems as it does to take action and do something about it to actually shift and change your situation. And I spent too much of my time in victimhood, you know, victimizing myself making the devil look like the big, big bad guy and saying it's his fault. It's he's the reason why I'm not doing okay. He's the reason why like he hit me with depression. He hit me with anxiety. And the truth is, is I hit myself with depression because I had no purpose for my life. The, the result of depression is not having purpose or true hope towards your future. You know, Proverbs said, says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but is a, but a desire fulfilled 
is a tree of life. Anxiety, on the other hand, is when we keep worrying about the future. See, depression is when we look and regret on the past. We mull on the past, which you can't change. And so it's so defeating and discouraging and hopeless and then depressing because you can't change none of it. And that's what I didn't know I was doing to myself. Now, anxiety on the other side, I'd blame on the devil, but ultimately it's when you have an overactive mind, not because you have ADHD, you know, like I've self-diagnosed myself to have, but it's when you have a mind that runs rampant towards too many options and thoughts. So if you walk into a room and you say, man, what's this person thinking about me and that person and that person and that person, and they're judging me because of my hair or did I not put on deodorant? And do I, do I smell bad? Did I not say the right thing? That's going to create anxiety and overwhelm and panic because you are having too many decisions on what can be your situation in that moment. So anxiety comes from the future and processing way too many options. And hopelessness, on the other hand, is I don't have enough options. Like, I can't go back. I can't change the past. Like, I don't feel like there's anything I can do. And anxiety is like there's too many things going on that I feel like I want to control, therefore anxious. And that's something that we can steward. But I never knew that. So I would blame the devil because, again, I didn't know how to be empowered to actually make, like, well-balanced and good decisions. Now, the last thing I'll just share with you guys is uh, the other biggest mistake that I made when trying to quit porn is I thought it was a finite battle, okay? And quitting porn is an infinite battle. What do I mean by that? Simon Sinek, he talks about the Vietnam War with the U.S. coming and invading into Vietnam, and he explains why we lost the war. And I, I believe his rendition on it is the best I've ever heard, but it totally correlates to quitting porn. See, the U.S. was playing a finite game of I want to win. It's like soccer, football, basketball. There's a start and there's a finish. And that's how they went into the Vietnam War is we are going to end this thing. We are going to bring an absolute end to it. The problem is, is the Vietnamese weren't playing that kind of game. They were playing a never ending game like Red Rover or whatever you want to think to call it is where there's, you know, it's never, ever ending. There's just always people running more and more going all the time. I think there's an end to Red Rover, but I digress. And so the Vietnamese were saying this is an infinite game. You know, we will keep rising from the ashes. We will keep sending our men out. We will do whatever it takes to keep fighting and never, ever, ever stop. Now, the person who's playing the infinite game is never at the mercy of the one playing the finite game. I want you to know that. I want you to think of that. I want you to understand this. The person playing the infinite game is never at the mercy of the man playing the finite game. Whoever is trying to continue this thing forever wins. Now, when it comes to porn, it is an infinite game. There is no magical cure-all pill where you can possibly say, I'm porn free for life and I need to do nothing to tend to my garden. A tree is an infinite, infinite plant and being, right? Because the moment you stop taking care of it, it'll die. But if you keep tending to it, it can live for hundreds or thousands of years. Like the redwood trees that you'd see in like Northern California. You know, those things have been tended to by the sun and by the air, the moisture, the climate, the weather that's continued to feed it over and over and over again, which is powerful. And so porn is an infinite game because it's not something that we can snap our fingers and just say, okay, I'm done now. Because then the question is, is when? Like, when do you need to stop protecting and guarding your heart and guarding your freedom? People don't like my answer, but like, if you ask me why I've been porn for 11 years, 
is because I've put in like sixty to seventy thousand dollars worth of therapy, counseling, inner healing with God, taking massive action, responsibility, creating purpose, fulfillment. You know, paying people a lot of money to tell dumb old Matt something smart, so hopefully he can learn a thing or three. And maybe I've only caught a thing or two, but my hope's been to catch more. And so that's what I've done is to take massive responsibility. But again, I didn't know that. So I fumbled, man, for so many years of my journey. I delayed my process, my progress, you know, you know how far I could possibly go because I thought it was finite. I was like, okay, once I get to three months, then I'm in the clear. Once I get to five months, then I'm in the clear. Then once I get to, you know, a year, then I can finally say I did it. But you know what happens after a year? You're still into chicks, dude. You still see boobs or a, or a butt and you're like, hey, like I'm wired for some of that. <laughs> so I want to be real with y'all because I don't know why I say y'all when I'm Canadian, but we'll just pretend it makes sense. But I want to be real with you guys because there's no amount of time that can pass when you're like, I'm a million percent disinterested in seeing a naked woman in front of me. It just, it just won't happen. So you've got to be in a constant perpetual state, not of anxiety, not of fear, not of being like, okay, great, because Matt says this is an infinite game. I got to be on edge forever. No, 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 no. Dude, there's so much victory. You know, your desires will become replaced. You'll gain, you know, skills on vulnerability, uh, communication, authenticity, conflict, confrontation, you know, getting through denial and avoidance patterns, learning boundaries, right? Waking up to better habits, your purpose, processing through the trauma and pain that you've had. But as you begin to work through every single one of those things, the desires become rightly placed. So then you can see a woman and say, wow, she's very beautiful. And then keep going on about your day and not have to maul, germinate because you're breaking up. You're going to learn in this process to break up. I mean, this is at least what I've done, what I've learned, what I teach on a daily basis. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like 10 hours a day, you know, I'm inside of this process of coaching guys. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, you know, one of my goals is to make more podcasts and content for you guys because I just want to give you as much value as possible. And, I, you know, obviously, for those who've been listening for a while, you know, I made this podcast for my clients, um, you know, so that you can be able to have more and more mediums to get access to me because I just I want you to dominate, dude. I want you to absolutely crush it. And so that being said, with all those things, you know, that I've learned is that you want to just keep going, man. Never stop. Know that the journey, you see, another thing is I thought freedom was one day out in the future. I couldn't think that way if I actually wanted to make real progress, real growth, and real change. Freedom doesn't begin a year in. It doesn't begin five years in. It doesn't begin five days in. It's got to start on day one. Freedom from porn has to be your starting point. It can't be your ending point. Abundance, you know, people talk about wanting to create wealth and money, you know, which is amazing. You know, I think we need more money in the kingdom of God so that we can go and help more people and live big, like beautiful lives of generosity, servanthood. But when we talk about abundance, people are striving for abundance. But the truth is, is abundance needs to be your starting point. Healing needs to be your starting point. Growth needs to be your starting point. Quitting porn can't be three months down the road once you're, you're clean and have a hot streak. You'll never amass to it. You'll, you'll never amount to it. But you will if you say, I'm porn free now. It's who I am. It's my identity. I've broken the association with believing I have an identity. I'm not trying to be porn free. I am porn free. And now the bigger question is, is what actionable steps are you taking on a daily, weekly basis to reinforce that victory? Because if you got unprocessed trauma, grief, denial, despair, maybe your wife's like, you know, you understand that she'll never leave you over this porn addiction. 
which is surprisingly very common for men. I almost wish that every wife who knows about her husband's porn addiction would threaten to leave him so that he'd wake the frick up. That's just my genuine opinion is I would want, like if I was struggling with porn and my wife were to find out or she knew, I would want her to be like, babe, deal with this now or I'm out. And the only reason why is because, guys, we need a threat, a sense of urgency to actually go about creating the life we want because sometimes our dreams are not enough of a reward if we're super comforted and comfortable in our current lifestyle. And so many guys are like, I have the most amazing wife. I have the most supportive wife. I have the most incredible wife. I'm like, dude, she's enabling you, man. She's enabling you. She's with someone who's got like feminine men, male traits, who's passive, who's decomposed. And I'm only saying this without judgment, without shame, because that was me. And my wife, I had, I broke up with her three times while dating. And the last time she's like, dude, I'm out. Like I, I deserve better. And that is what woke me up like a thunder punch to the balls. And I was like, holy crap. Like I, I need to do some serious digging here. So I went out to Yosemite in California with a buddy of mine and we backpacked, we hiked, we camped for like a week and I just dropped my phone, sought the Lord and I did some real reflecting, man. Just thought, just soul searching and dug hard with like a trusted mentor friend of mine and again, getting help over and over like the kingdom of God belongs to those who have humility. That'd be the last thing I'd say, man, is humility. It's one of the most underrated traits ever. People always want the strategy to quit, but I'm like, dude, I hope you're not forgetting that there's actual true character to live a righteous life, to live a beautiful life, to live an authentic life, to live a life full of zeal, of passion, of excitement, of endearment, of satisfaction, dude. There's character necessary for you to enter in. That's why Jesus said to become like a child because all the character traits of who you and I want to be are wrapped up in becoming like a child. Now, if you go back, you can listen to a recent podcast that I did about my kids and the biggest lessons that they taught me. But they're always looking for hands up. They want a hand up, not a hand out. They want to be empowered. And so that may be my last and biggest thing for you, man, is do whatever you possibly can in your life to be empowered. Okay? To be empowered by someone or something is to be in power. In power. That's magical. It's crazy. It's audacious. It's big. It's beautiful. It's biblical. It's mighty. And it's what we all crave. And so I would say in my life, the biggest source of empowerment is to partner with those that are ahead of me, to partner with those that are a few steps ahead of me so that I can say, hey, this is a model. It's monkey see, monkey do. We are creatures of what we see. You know, what you, I think there's that old saying or proverb or whatever that says, you know, um, as a man thinketh, so is he. But as a man seeth, so he thinks. That's what I would like to add in is that what you see, what you see modeled to you is going to shape how you think, how you feel, how you operate. And I can just share with you so many firsthand experiences that that's true. You know, there's someone that I spent time with for like a day, a day. And I noticed that I started saying words just like he was saying, although I'd never used them in my life. You know, like he would he would talk like, hey, dude, how you doing? He's like, dude, 100 percent. 100%. And he said it probably three times throughout the day. And then someone asked me, you know, if I want pizza for dinner or whatever it was. And I was like, dude, 100%. And I caught myself. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I'm getting shaped by this 15-year-old kid that I'm spending time with for the day, literally because he's using the vernacular and the word choice of 100%. And now it's getting into my psyche. So that being said, if you haven't quit porn yet, man, you know, 2024 
doesn't just have to be your year. It could be a catalyst for wholeness to change your whole life. And so if you want serious help and you got to be legit, bro, like you, again, you got to have character. I could give someone strategies all day, but unless you got the character that says I'm really ready to quit, it won't happen. You got to recognize that there's a reward and that there's a consequence, that there is a big, beautiful dream. And I would say not it has to be big, but it has to be worthy. It's got to be a worthy enough pursuit, but there's also got to be a sense of threat because we operate well men as our primal beings of saying, hey, there's a threat, dude. There's a tiger. There's a jaguar. You know, there's the saber tooth 50 yards away, right? And I got to make sure that I do whatever I can to not get eaten alive. And that's why I believe that there needs to be a sense of threat, especially if you're married. But even if you're single, like I can walk you through the threats right now. If you're single, you could say the threat is that you'll be single forever. And if you're like, well, I want to be single, then I'm like, well, then the threat is you're going to be your walk with God, isolation, and a deep sense of loneliness. If you're dating, it's that your girlfriend's going to find out and break up with you. Okay, that's another one. Or that she won't want to be with you when she finds out that you are, you know, or you recognize, dang, I got an enabling girlfriend. If your woman that you're with, whether you're dating, engaged, or married, does know, you got to think to yourself, okay, I am in a position where my wife, my girlfriend, my fiance is not trying to break up with me. She would never do that. So what she's doing is actually making this harder for you to quit. The guys that I love the most are the ones who come and tell me, dude, like my wife's ready to leave me. I need to solve this. And I'm like, sweet, because not only are you going to show up and do the work, but you're going to do it so well that you get so radically free and change the trajectory of your life. So maybe you need to make up some false urgency, you know, that says this girl I'm engaged to like deserves better. Like think about her. Like what kind of guy does she deserve? Like have your heart break, honestly, sincerely of being like, dang, what kind of quality of life is she going to have where she perpetually knows that her man goes to porn? right? Again, going back to the very first point, it's not about the behavior. So you can't be like, well, it's been four weeks, man, or it's been five days, man. You know, I think I'm on the up and up, dude. If you got unprocessed trauma, denial, avoidance, pain, shame, guilt, you ain't going nowhere. It's a matter of minutes, days, or hours before you go back. That's just how it is. Or you're going to find another addiction, which would be my even other last point and biggest mistake I made is that I never quit porn properly. I just found another addiction. My addiction was ministry. My addiction was codependency to women in relationships. So instead of porn being my object, they were. And so I was sexually active and I did things with women that I super regret bringing into my marriage because I didn't have worth and value. And so instead of going to porn, I went to women and that totally sucked for me. You know, looking back on it now, I'm like, dude, it was no different than me going to porn. I've claimed I've been porn free for 10 years. But in reality, you know, the codependency of needing something else in order to be okay is still an active ongoing battle where I find myself in moments. I'll be real with you guys. And I'm like, dang, like, I feel like I really need this in order to be okay. And I got to get challenged on that to understand where my worth and my value comes from, not just at a head level knowledge based process, but actually like from the soul, from the deep innards of who I am. And it can flare up, you know, every couple of months, a year, a week, a day, depending on how it is. And so I want to be able to govern and steward my freedom better by being so radically connected to my heart. So hopefully some of these things are valuable to you. You know, I put out this content for free um, for for men or women like you on a constant basis. So if you heard me say anything about like, hey, if you're struggling with porn and your you know wife doesn't know and you're a woman, just invert it and just say your man, your boyfriend, your fiance, your husband, um, so that you can feel like you know you're you're welcomed into that. Um, but I, you know, I, I love you guys tons. I want to keep cheering you on. But if you need help, man, reach reach out, dude. 
reach out. You know, you're, you're, one, you're one action of humility away from having the life of your dreams that you truly deserve to have because you deserve beauty, connection, abundance, and healing. And, and maybe we can help. Maybe. You know, I, I'd, I'd hop on a call with you myself, honestly. And so I can leave a link you know, below for you to apply for a call with me. Um, hopefully you got enough value out of this, you know, episode to merit that. But if not, keep watching a ton of my other content um, that I'm putting out from podcasts, Instagram, all the, all the channels and platforms um, so that you can be able to get like enough value to merit the conversation between you and me. Again, only if you're serious, only if you're really ready, only if you're ready to invest in yourself with time, energy, resource, take your life to the next level and understand the, the beautiful, worthy future and future you that's going to welcome you on the other side share this episode with a friend maybe they need this maybe this is their lifeline to be like holy crap this dude's spitting something you know again i've learned a thing or two hopefully and i want to just contribute and share as much valuable knowledge that i believe has been helpful for me for me and i hope it's helpful for you all right guys love you tons and go live this life before you leave this life Mm -hmm.